You all shall be called the repairers of the breach, restorers of the streets to live in. I'm just back from a three-day continuing education event in Orlando, Florida, and it's just about as cold and gray there as it is here. It was a meeting of community organizers from a number of religious traditions, Roman Catholic, Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, Reformed Jews. We had a dozen people who went from Richmond from our own RISC organization. If you're new here, RISC stands for Richmonders Involved to Strengthen Our Communities, an organization of 15 congregations and Union Presbyterian Seminary. As we studied together over those three days, as we looked at the scriptures, what struck me again and again is that God loves the city. God cares deeply about people, and the place where we find people is in the city. It's like that old saw about the bank robber when asked why he robbed banks. He said, because that's where the money is. God loves the city because that's where the people are. The Bible begins in a garden, but it ends in a city in the new Jerusalem. That is where we are headed. And that is the place where justice will roll like a river and rightness like a babbling brook. It is the place where all the people will care for each other as children of God. The new Jerusalem is the place where those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be satisfied. The problem is the old Jerusalem In Isaiah 58, the prophet speaks to the people one more time about the kind of neighborhood God wants to live in. The prophet pictures the kind of community where God will take up residence. It is the place where those who have been knocked down are helped up, where those who are left out find a way back in. It is the place where people reach out to those in need so that the hungry are fed. The homeless and the refugee and the stranger are made welcome. Where those who are exposed to the harsh elements of weather or racism or neglect will find the community gives them clothing. It clothes their nakedness, their vulnerability. This is the community that brings a smile to God's face. Now there is one Hebrew word that covers all of this good work, and it is the word tzedek. I've been sitting at a table with a rabbi for the last three days. He's been coaching me. The Hebrew word is tzedek, but it is difficult to translate into English. Tzedek is concerned both with one guy on the corner who is hungry and homeless and with a whole citywide system for housing the poor. Tzedek is concerned with one woman who needs a job and with a whole system of paying people a living wage so that they can afford housing and food and child care. 
Did you know that John Calvin in Geneva worked on a living wage campaign so that the working poor in his city would have food and shelter? SEDEC wants to teach one child how to read and it wants a school system that blesses all the children. SEDEC is sometimes translated justice or righteousness or goodness, especially the common good. When the prophet says that we are to be repairers of the breach in the city wall, restorers of the streets to live in, he is not just talking about emergency aid or a WPA work project. He's talking about restoring community, building up the human family. He wants us to work on the street plans for the new Jerusalem where all the children are fed, where all the elderly find a home, where all the strangers become neighbors. Tzedek brings a smile to God's face. But this is not news to you. You are not among the pious who think that we can simply come inside these walls, sing a few hymns, and pretend that God is in his heaven and all is right with the world. You know better than that. Right now, as we enter this building, we walk by boxes that we are going to load with staple goods to go to the food bank because we know this is a part of good religion We will take this food to those who will share it with our neighbors who are hungry. And those people will bow their heads over the evening meal and give thanks to God for neighbors. That is Tzedek. Our adult ministry committee right now is planning a spring speaker series on food and faith. We will look at public policies and at personal practices that help us share the good things of the earth with more people, especially with the poor and the forgotten ones. That is Sedek. You understand that good religion is not just about prayers and hymns. It is also about our community's ability to be thankful to God. Did you notice in Isaiah 58, the prophet is chiding people for thinking that good religion is about ceremony and piety. He chides them for complaining to God that they said their prayers five times a day and God didn't answer. That they read from exactly the right version of the Bible, but God has not listened to them. They even fasted and wore old clothes for a day. But they complain that God does not seem to be paying attention. They said the things that were good about Moses and the Ten Commandments, yet God has not given them success. They have made the mistake of thinking that God only loves religious people. But Moses and the prophets... And Jesus all agree, God loves people. God loves the city. God is sad when people suffer oppression, injustice, hunger, nakedness, abandonment. God is sad 
when the self-centeredness of people causes them to ignore their neighbors in need. For Lent, we're going to look at deadly sins and shining virtues. The number one characteristic of sin is that it separates us from God and other people. But you know this. You understand that God wants Sedek to flood into the community so that helping each other is the number one sign of our devotion to God. And then we shall be called those who repair the breach in the human family and those who restore the streets to be places where all can walk safely and be welcome. This congregation was instrumental in helping found the healing place down on the south side of the river across the Manchester Bridge. The healing place is a ministry to those who are addicted to drugs and alcohol. It has a remarkable record of taking people in off the street. And this congregation year by year has helped the healing place. A community organization in Louisville, Kentucky has taken that model into the city jail and through their organizing has got the Sydney jail to offer drug treatment program to the incarcerated. And over the last few years, they have reduced the recidivism rate from 49% to 19% for nonviolent offenders, getting people the help they need so they do not come back to the city jail. This congregation has played a major role in working with children and staff at the George Mason Elementary School. Many volunteer hours have been given to help children learn to read and to do their numbers. Money has been given to get training and equipment for teachers there. A few years ago, our risk organization teamed up with the school board to address the problem of out-of-school suspensions in elementary school. Kicking elementary school kids out of school for misbehavior or for tardiness. Five days out of school for a ten-year-old being late to class. And the problem was growing and so with the school board we were able to rewrite the policies and to stress again to the teachers that putting a child out of school just teaches them not to go to school and directly increases the dropout rate in our city. We got organized and we brought some light to shine on a particular concern that will bless many children and many families and keep them in school longer. God loves the city it wants and God wants all its children to find a welcome and a blessing. At least that's the way Isaiah sees it. That's the way we see it. I want to tell you about why I got into grassroots organizing. I've been doing this for more than 20 years, and I got into it for two main reasons. First of all, it is one of the most authentic, interracial, cross-cultural, bridge-building experiences I've ever had. And I pastored two multiracial urban congregations, was a college chaplain. I was on a citywide anti-racism board in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
But there is something about community organizing when people come from different parts of the city because of their faith and their concern for justice and they sit around the table as utter equals. All of us have these problems in common. All of us care about this city. So right there is the storefront preacher who did not get to go to college and right there is the woman who is a domestic worker and comes from a different congregation and there's the woman who stays home in the daytime to take care of her elderly mother. There's the rabbi, there's the Catholic priest, there's the Presbyterian. And we share our sense of the city and how things look from different neighborhoods. And it doesn't matter whether you went to college or not. And it doesn't matter who you know downtown. What matters is that we show up together at the right time and the right place to say that we want to see change for good in our community. It is an incredible experience of being Sisters and brothers, all God's children. The second reason I got into it is that I wanted to do more than offer short-term responses to problems. I'm delighted that we're going to fill those boxes down the hall and take that to the food bank. All of those boxes will equal about a week's help for the hungry I wanted to do more than simply treat symptoms of poverty, symptoms of poor schools, symptoms of racial prejudice. I went looking for a way to address some of the root causes of injustice, to find in grassroots organizing pragmatic steps to make long-range change. The grassroots organizing group in Miami, Florida, in the last year has convinced the city to double the number of bus routes. And in so doing, they double the opportunity for people to get to work, to get to jobs, to get to job training. If you know anything about Richmond, you know that our bus system is strangled by the county lines. They are making a difference for the long term The grassroots organizing group in Cincinnati, Ohio teamed up with other groups around the state and in the last year got the predatory lending, the payday lending capped at 28%. Payday lending is 300% in Virginia. Payday lending is an $8 billion business in the United States and all of that money comes out of the pockets of people too poor to get a decent loan. Grassroots organizing has capped that in the state of Ohio. I got into grassroots organizing because I wanted to seek changes that would last for a while. Because I think it is our responsibility to leave this community better than we found it. We seek to lift the yoke that weighs down whole groups of people. We are supposed to leave this community in better shape. On March the 23rd, we will have our annual serve day Sunday. We're looking to sign up 200 people to help various community projects. And then on April the 7th, we will have our Risk Nehemiah action on a Monday night. 
And I want us to sign up just as many people to go to the Good Shepherd Church on that Monday night and to stand with folk all around the city to seek long-term change, to be restorers of the breach and repairers of the streets in our community. For God loves the city. And God says, Isaiah says, God will bless those who do tzedek, who do justice and rightness for their neighbors. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for tzedek, for they and the community shall be satisfied. Thanks be to God.